0: So we're going to continue in our series. If you remember Kevin last week, he made the point that there were eight main points in the, in the sermon that, uh, in the part of the Pastor Jonathan looked at, the Beatitudes, eight main points. Uh, and in his section, there were also eight main points. Uh, and so we come to this section, and I tried very hard to look for eight main points so I could carry on that theme, but, um, but I didn't find eight main points, uh, but I found seven, I found seven, and then I thought, ah, seven is the number of perfection, <laughs> so there, there is something in that seven, of course I'm not saying that this is perfect, you, you, you realize that, because I, I, from what Kevin said last week, perfection only comes from Jesus, right? He told us that last week, so I'm not in any way saying this is perfection. Absolutely not. Um, we're going to read because the Bible says that faith comes by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. So I'm going to ask you to read with me this section we're looking at today. Okay? So get your Bibles out. If you don't have your Bibles with you, Uh, It will come up on the screen because I'm going to be reading from the screen as well. Yes, all 24 verses of them. Yes, let's read all together. Yes? Take heed that you do not do your charitable deeds before men to be seen by them. Otherwise, you have no reward from your Father in heaven. Therefore, when you do a charitable charitable deed, do not sound a trumpet before you as the hypocrites do in the synagogues and in the streets. That they may have glory from men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But when you do a charitable deed, do not let your left hand know what your right hand is doing. That your charitable deed may be in secret. And your Father who sees in secret will himself reward you openly. And when you pray, you shall not be like the hypocrites. For they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets that they may be seen by men. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. For if you forgive men their trespasses, your heavenly Father will also forgive you. But if you do not forgive men their trespasses, neither will your Father forgive your trespasses. Moreover, when you fast, do not be like the hypocrites with a sad countenance. For they disfigure their faces that they may appear to men to be fasting. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face so that you do not appear to men to be fasting, but to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal, but lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The lamp of the body is the eye. If therefore your eye is good, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. If therefore the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness. No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will be low to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Amen. Amen. A lot to read. A lot to read. Right. There are several areas covered. Um, but two things run through. Jesus talks about doing things with discretion. Don't do things for people to see. That, look, look at me, I'm doing this. Okay. And the other thing is, he will reward you for the things that you're doing in the secret place. You see that right through. Whether he's talking about giving, whether he's talking about fasting, whether he's talking about prayer. He's saying, don't do things for people to see that you're doing these things. Otherwise, the applause you get from people is your reward. Do these things from the heart so that I, God, will reward you. You see those things running through. But as we saw, it covered giving. It covered prayer. It covered forgiveness, fasting, treasures, our eye, and two masters. I'll pick on a couple of these to go through today. Um... But before I do, let me share a, an experience I had um, many years ago as a teenager. I remember being invited to a house party, uh, as you do. Uh, and I went, of course. And, uh, and while I was there, I met someone that I liked. And uh, as you do, you get talking, and I asked if you would go out with me. And she said, yes, of course. And uh, that was fantastic. Um, but a few weeks later... Um, I got a message from a friend who got the message from her friend saying that uh, uh, she was dumping me. Yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Yeah. But you haven't heard the full story yet. No, you haven't. Um, and the reason was uh, very simple, really. It was a very simple reason. Well, I, didn't really, I hadn't spoken to her since that day. Um, and... Um, and so she came to the reasonable conclusion that this guy clearly isn't serious. And um, you couldn't fault that decision. And, uh, and I, I, yeah, I, I, look, I can't tell you why I hadn't spoken to her, why I'd not made the effort. I can only say we didn't have mobile phones back then. So it wasn't very easy to make contact. Um, but that was it. Now, what's this got to do with prayer? Because that's the first thing I want to look at. Well, you know the phrase, communication is the lifeline of any relationship, right? It is true of the relationships we hold, but it's also true of the relationships we have or the relationship we have with our Heavenly Father. Communication is the lifeline of any relationship. I remember Danny, when he shared his testimony at Christmas, if you remember, he said something that stuck in my head. He said, uh, you, can't, you can't tell someone you love them and then disappear for a week and they don't even hear from you. I think that was what he said. But it's true. But we do that with the Lord. We do that with the Lord. We go days, weeks, maybe months, without praying, without seeking God. But, If you remember, we got to a point where we said, Lord, come into my life. Let's start this relationship. I want to be in a relationship with you. Fantastic, right. And then like me, you kind of just disappear. You don't talk to the Lord. And Jesus is saying, when you pray. When you pray. Jesus didn't say, if you pray, but when you pray. And you know the Bible is littered with so many references to prayer. We're going to look at a few of them. So many. If we look at 1 Thessalonians 5.17, very simply, Paul says to them, pray continually. Pray without ceasing, the Bible says. First 1 Chronicles 16.11 It says, look to the Lord and His strength. Seek His face always. Not sometimes. Not once a week. Always. Seek His face always. Ephesians 6.18 And pray in the Spirit on all occasions. With all kinds of prayers and requests. With this in mind, be alert. And always keep on praying for all the Lord's people. Always keep on praying. Matthew twenty six forty one. Watch and pray, so that you will not fall into temptation. The Bible says, "Watch and pray." In Romans twelve twelve, we read this: Be joyful in hope, patient in affliction, faithful in prayer. Be faithful in prayer Philippians 4 6 one of my favourites do not be anxious about anything do not be anxious about anything but in every situation by prayer and petition with thanksgiving present your requests to God this is one of those scriptures I always bring to mind when when there's a sense of trouble. You know, the, the kind of things that really trouble your heart, shake your heart. I bring this to remembrance. To remind myself that the only thing I have control over in this situation is to pray. That's the only thing I have control over. I remember once I was going for um, an interview. And, um, and I was... Uh, this cough, you know the cough you get at the end of a cold? I just can't shake it. And uh, You know, you're going for an interview, you really want the job, and you know, this cough is there. You, you don't really want to ask them to postpone the interview either because you know they're also interviewing other people. So you're desperate to go. And, um, and I remember going to that interview, and I just said, Lord, I don't really want to cough during this interview. <laughs> I don't really want to cough. Lord, please help me. I don't want to cough through this interview. And I remember going into the interview and I didn't cough at all through the interview. And, um, and then as I left the interview, the cough returned. <laughs> Only, uh, it felt to me like the Lord was reminding me. Because to be honest, I'd completely forgotten that I'd prayed about the cough and completely forgotten about the cough. So when I came out, I didn't come out thinking, oh, thank you, Lord. I just, oh, I'm glad that's over. And as I was going, that coffee return, it was almost the Lord saying, don't be like the nine leprous people who didn't come back saying thank you. And I immediately said, oh, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you for that. Of course, I, I got the job, in case you're wondering. I did get the job. But that wasn't the main point I wanted to bring out. But, yeah, I did get the job. You know, Jesus modeled prayer through his life. We read about Jesus, we draw in a way to pray. Now, if Jesus, I mean, this is Jesus. But he had to pray. Why? Because he said, I can only do the things the Father tells me to do. Well, how is he going to know what the Father wants him to do? He's only going to know that when he goes to the Father. And spends time in his presence. You know, um, I'm going to take a bit of a time to, to go through the Lord's Prayer. And where's Dan? Dan's going to join me. Uh, he's going to be on the keys, just playing softly. One of the questions I get asked is um, I, 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 I can only pray for five minutes. I can't pray with you. Know, what would you do? What would you say? You know, I, I go before the Lord and I say everything I need to say, and it's five, ten minutes. You see, in the, in, the, in the recent years, I've, um, I've set myself a, a routine, a schedule. So during the week, uh, I pray. The first thing I do when I wake up, I go downstairs. I have myself a, a glass of water. Uh, and um, I go straight to prayer. I go straight into the living room to pray. Uh, and I've set myself during the week to spend half an hour in, in, in that place. And um, I go in and sometimes I have music in the background, sometimes I don't. But I'm I'm there before the Lord and just praying, just seeking God, seeking His face. Now, sometimes, I think think I've been here for a while. Took a bit of a sneak look at the clock and it's 10 minutes. Okay, I've not been here for long, fine. But there's the thing I do. I've committed that time to the Lord. So I don't leave. I'm going to be here for this time. Many times, half an hour comes and goes. But I can sense his presence. So I linger. On Saturdays, I've said to myself, right, okay. You're not going to work today. So you can commit an hour to the Lord. So I've set myself an hour before the Lord. Yes, sometimes it feels long. Sometimes it doesn't feel long. But here's the thing. We have to be deliberate about... God and the things of God. We have to prioritize God and the things of God. And I've learned more and more that more than anything, His presence is absolutely critical to everything else I'm going to do for the remaining 12 whatever hours I've got in the day. When I go to work, I know for a fact it is God's Favor, God's presence that helps me in my day job. Okay. And that's why it is critical. Now, how do you spend that time? By the way, I'm not an authority on prayer. <laughs> there are people who pray. We're talking people who can spend a long time in God's presence. But I just wanted to go through the Lord's prayer as a as a way to pray. You know, Jesus said in this manner pray in this manner so for example it starts off by saying our father who art in heaven hallowed be your name so i'll take some time to hallow his name lord you are great you are awesome there is none like you you are the everlasting god you sit on the throne you are high and lifted up you are worthy to be praised there's no rush. This is not a one-way conversation. I've not come here to say, Lord, help Susie. Help my dad. Help my mom. Help my siblings. Help my, uh, give me this. Give me that. Help me with this. See you later. Bye. No. That's not what this time is about. Time before the Lord is about sharing what's in your heart but hearing from God. So I'm lifting up His name. Sometimes a song might pop into my head. I'll sing that song. I'm not going to try and sing because I don't have a singing voice. But you just hallow his name. You spend that time. Then the Bible says, your kingdom come. It goes on to say, your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I move on and I'm asking him, Lord, your will be done. Now, this is interesting because the next phase says, give us our daily bread. And this is the time that I bring my request before the Lord. So I'm actually asking for the Lord's will to be done before I get to this stage where I'm saying, Lord, do this and do that and do this. So you spend this time saying, Lord, I want your will to be done. Because I know you are the one who knows what's tomorrow. You know tomorrow. You know what I'm going to face. You know what lies ahead. So I'm asking you to come and have your will. And also because I know that your will is good for me. Because I know your will is perfect for me. So I'm saying, Lord, regardless of what I need or what I think I need, I'm asking that your will be done in my life, in my environment, in this situation. Lord, even when I'm asking for something that's against your will, I'm saying, Lord, I want your will to be done. Just like Jesus said in the Garden of Gethsemane. He said, Lord, I hope this can pass for me. But nevertheless, nevertheless, not my will, but your will be done. So you spend the time just asking the Lord's will to be done. Then you move on. It says, give us our daily bread. Um, So I move on to all the many requests. Now, I know sometimes this section, although it's a little phrase probably takes up the most of the time because there's a lot of need you know, As my siblings, as my in-laws my parents uh, pray over Bromley Town Church pray for the church at large I pray for Bromley, then there are those around me, my friends or the people at work, there's a lot to pray about there's a lot to pray about you know, this is the time that we we bring the Request, give us our daily bread. So we bring our requests before Him. And then it says, forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. So we spend time praying about forgiveness. What's in your heart? Who are you holding on to? Sometimes we don't know, Father, is there unforgiveness in my heart? Help me, show me, help me to see. We spend this time asking the Lord to forgive us as we forgive others. Then it says, Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. And I spend this time praying for direction, praying for his guidance, praying for wisdom. Wisdom to know what to do, where to avoid, who to avoid, what to avoid. Lead us not into temptation. Father, Lord, I know sometimes I'm directed by what I want. But Lord, I know that you know the consequence of this. So I'm asking you, Lord, just like Moses said, if you're not going to go with me, don't let me go in that direction. So I spend this time asking the Lord to lead. And then he goes on to say, yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory. And I finish by once again acknowledging his sovereignty. You are God. You can do all things. There's nothing impossible for you to do. The world belongs to you. You created it all. You can do anything you want. You are everlasting. You are the one who reigns on high forevermore. Jesus gave us a pattern, almost. Now, of course, in my early Christian days, I... Pray the prayer verbatim. That was my prayer. That was the only prayer I knew. Wake up in the morning, our Father who art in heaven. Going to bed, our Father who art in heaven. That was the sum total of my prayer. Well, it's a good prayer, but it's also a pattern, a pattern for us that we can use to pray. And in between prayer, I would linger because there might be a strong thought that comes to mind and I'll write it down a song I'll sing so for example yesterday when I was praying and this came to mind um, I just had the thought to ask Dan to join me for this prayer so I asked him I don't know what impact or effect it has I don't know I just know that it came to me in prayer so I'll just do it my job is to obey as best as I can what the Lord tells me. I don't know the impact. I don't know the outcome. I remember when I was very close to um, at a time when you know I felt the Lord was moving me to <laughs> commit my life and yeah, you know, I was mm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. I remember once I was on a train and uh, it was this day that a sequence of events. It was kind of nudging me to that place to say, you've got to make this decision. And there was this woman on the train. She was just humming a song, It's a Christian song. She was just humming it. And, um, and that so moved my heart. Now that woman would never know. I don't know who she is, she would never know the part she played in my journey. But on that day, she was one of a number of things that it so impacted me to get to the point of saying, I've, I've just got to surrender. And so this is how God speaks to us. So when you're in prayer, it's not about just downloading. It's really about taking time. Taking the moment in between praying, listening. If anything comes strongly, note it down. You don't always have to understand it. But you act on it. Because you believe and trust that God's guide. Of course, the enemy can speak too. So if something's clearly against God's word, we know that's not the Lord. But it is through use and practice that you get to now understand and know God's voice. On on Wednesdays, uh, I've taken to ordering fish and chips for lunch. And uh, I go to the local chippy, and, but I call ahead. And so when I get there, it's ready and I can get out because you know I've got to get back to work. Um, there's a young man who picks up the phone and every time I call, can I look cotton chips, please? That's your, isn't it? Yes, thank you. All right, I'll see you in a minute. He's recognized my voice, why? There are other people there who pick up the phone and don't recognize my voice. But somehow he's recognized my voice. But it's through me calling and him taking notice that he's recognized my voice. And that's the way the Lord speaks. It is through those times when you're in his presence. You're not in his presence because you have something to ask him to do for you. You're in his presence because you've said, Lord, this time to this time, I'm coming before you. I'm coming before you not because I want something from you. I'm coming before you because I want to spend time in your presence. And that's how God begins to build a relationship and speak to us. I'm not going to get to the second point. Um, I think I've only covered one point, but that's fine. Actually, this is the first time, and I was saying to William earlier that um, I deliberately didn't um, rehearse my message to keep to time. I don't know why, but I just thought, I'm not going to. I'm just going to cover as much as I can cover and leave the rest. But this is so vital. This is so vital. If you really, really want to get to know the Lord, and you want to hear His voice, you want Him to direct your life, There is absolutely no substitute but having that dedicated time that you go before him. Not once a week, not once a month, but regularly, regularly. And you spend that time and you commit to that time. And the Lord will meet you and he will speak. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message from Bromley Town Church. You are always welcome to visit us on a Sunday morning or join us again for more messages here online. You can also stay connected with us at www.bromleytownchurch.com.